Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, here in the Rugby Dungeon and the second podcast in your feed right now, International Rugby Games from the weekend, we've all covered in a different podcast which is why you should hit subscribe if you haven't already, to get everyone delivered to you here. I'm going to call this one guys, JB, how are you doing? Hello, how are you? Uh, and uh, Phil, how are you? Hello Tim, very good, thank you. This uh, Woodford Reserve, by the way. It's nice, isn't it? It's really lovely, very yeah, smooth. Only that once because it's Sunday and I'm a bit, hmm. a bit delicate anyway. <laughs> But you were at a ball last night, weren't you? I was, black tie dinner. Was it um, sleep inducing? Um, <laughs> I had a very big night on Friday out in Leeds for a mate's 40th. Um, went to Northern Monk Brewery, got some really nice beers in there, mm. including a Queeper. Ooh, what's that? Quadruple IPA. What does that mean? Oh my goodness me. So, so a <laughs> IPA, so it's all to do with the, the hops and other components that go into it, but a... An IPA generally somewhere between I don't know five and maybe seven percent. Yeah, you then have a double, which is generally between about seven and nine, and then a triple, which I've had I've had plenty of triples uh, in the past. Uh, generally between maybe nine and a half, ten and oh. eleven, we're talk- we're twelve. Like strong, strong zero level. Well, this was this was fifteen percent. What? Beer. And what did they serve that in? Can't be pints. <laughs> Steins. Steins. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the, the standard order for that was one third of a pint. Wow. So there's a, a, a. I can't tell you the science behind it. I can't even tell you really the uh, the concept. But it's something to do with alcohol becomes less palatable or, some, or something like the stronger it gets. And they've done something weird with the um, with the brewing process now. So they can get super high volume, but not taste awful. Someone can send me a link as to how that works or what I'm trying to say, but something like that. Which well, is why we've got all these weird beers now. Uh, d- when you went black tie, do you go uh, tie or bow tie? So I, I am. I'm pretty specific with my black tie, and actually, um, I mentioned to my wife Claire uh, a few things, a few tells to look out for that someone doesn't really know what they're doing oh, doing I'll, in black tie. So I'll go on, give me a tell. Wing tips. Wing tips, a white collar shirt with a black tie. Yeah. So you should you have the wing tip collar that where you can see yep. the black tie tied around your neck. That's a no go for black tie. Uh uh-uh. uh. No um, no could do that. That's that's quite a common one. Yep. A 
Clip on bow tie, of course, is an absolute no go. Yes, I'm that guy. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't do a bow tie. Clip on, yeah, clip I, on bow tie. I, I, want, I want to do a bow tie. I just oh, I, well, sorry, I thought you meant like <laughs> clip so, on like, tie. When I had my first part-time job at uh, Sa- Sainsbury's, <laughs> it had one with a little uh, lever clip. Yeah, there was, there was no bit that went. Yeah, around it, your neck. So no, you, you just get... mean the one that goes around your neck that you clip on. Yeah. Yes. Fine. Yeah. So no go clip on tie. Uh, okay. Not having a dress shirt. So just having a white shirt with a bow tie, that's also a no-go. Can I just admit, uh, can can I be, before we go on, can I just say yeah. a cheat I used to do is, because I, I can't tie a bow tie, so, <laughs> I, so I'd do a clip on one, but I'd have a tie in my pocket so that later on in the night you can do the round <laughs> your neck joke. That is brilliant. I do like that. I do like that a lot. I've got a lot of time for that. I have less time for that. Yeah, learn, it's, how to, it's, learn how to tie a bow tie. Uh, there was a few non-black tie, so non-dinner jacket suits, so someone's just wearing a black suit, with no a normal no. shirt and they've just clipped on a bow tie and the wor- uh, another bad offence is wearing a belt you should oh. never wear a belt you or, wear is that correct cummerbund yeah. cummerbund or braces or, or just have your trousers that fit you yep that's another great one um, another one don't wear a watch yep you should no not wear a watch. watch is that correct yeah right. you can have a pocket watch is that because yes, it, in- it interferes with the, the proper length of cuff mm. visible past the sleeve of the jacket do you want to answer that Phil um because it's not the, that the, the watch like yeah. the, the watch is because it's rude because you'll be looking at the time. Ah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Well, I quite like wearing my pocket watch when I go black tie so that I can make a real show of it. I'm going to look at the time. I've got a br- very nice pocket watch, actually. And the other thing is having non-patent leather shoes. So I think you should wear proper patent leather, very shiny shoes. No, I disagree with that. I think patent leather is a cheat. And if you, how, do, how are you going to upskirt people in their nice... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, you need... Joking. <laughs> Joking. I'll get cancelled for yeah, that. Yeah, you've gone. Bye. Joking. Don't worry about going to news, ra- news radio's uh, Chris Party now, Tim. <laughs> not, not a problem for you. Um, proper leather shoes, which you shine to a mirror finish. Which is an alternative. That, that, that's that the, the alternative. Yeah. There, there was some... So was at the anaesthetic ball uh, for Mind Charity in Manchester. Very, very good fun. Um... But there were some interesting combinations. Some very, very um, well um, kept gentlemen there, but also some interesting alternatives to, to black tie. It's good you could get um, at maybe, that, maybe ten percent could dress yeah. well. At that, you know that if you get spiked, you get spiked just the right amount, so you wake up feeling fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, quite. Uh, I, I was also at a black tie do this week. Were you? Yes, I was at the. Um, not quite as exciting. North Wales Business Club. Ooh, nice. Oh, and you brought a new dinner jacket, I didn't did. you? I, I, I went. I went for like a um, a midnight blue velvet number. Nice. I, I was going to yeah, say d- to Phil, what does he think about midnight blue velvet? Because I also have that yeah. as a, a dinner so jacket. I, I do quite like that. Yeah. I, I'm just traditional black and black. Do you have it midnight blue with then black lapels, or is it no, midnight blue with blue lapels? The satin uh, lapels. What with velvet? Well, with they anything? do exist because I, I, I saw them when shopping on th- on, th- on Thursday for the, for the thing. But apparently you're not meant to do that. Okay. And I didn't want I didn't, didn't want that. Yeah. I also wanted it dark, dark green. Did you have to get a new one because you've lost Ooh, a bit of timber? And that's the... exactly what yeah. happened. That's exactly what happened. Mm. And also, I'd love shopping. It's costly, jackets, isn't it? So. This, this this looking great and being fit and <laughs> hard is really, it's really such costly. A burden. <laughs> <laughs> a problem you share with many a rugby player. Let's get back onto rugby matters. This podcast, then, we talked about the international rugby. This podcast is all, is, is about everything else. Yeah. And whereas we kept, we were incredibly positive on the last podcast. We're going to allow ourselves. It's a bit of negativity to, to, to get right in the weeds. Yeah. So let's start with this. We've had an, we've had an invitation, boys. Mm. 
to a black tie dinner? Uh, I, well, uh, you, could, me, you could go black tie. Yeah, we could do. Uh, Blackburn are playing York this weekend, and we've been invited for lunch up at Blackburn to see the good work. What a lovely two. invitation that is. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Blackburn Rugby. I'm going to go. But probably not, probably not, not this weekend because you two can't make it, and then yeah. yeah. be one of us. And let's find a weekend where we can all go. That'd be gr- that'd be absolutely outstanding. But we'll say right now we will definitely go to Blackburn. In fact, not only will I go to Blackburn, I'll go to almost anyone who wants me, <laughs> <laughs> who wants me to watch. But I'm looking forward to this. They had a yeah. disappointing loss to Billingham this weekend. Mm. But actually, that league's really, really hotting up with some uh, interesting results. Macclesfield smashed Kirby Lonsdale. Uh, and Preston are still second. So uh, some remember. other local rugby uh, results I noticed. Um, Sedgley Park lost a second on the bounce against Hull after being streaking away with the league in National Two early on. They're um, yeah lost a couple on the bounce. Do you have yeah. any insight to that? Uh, no, not speaking to anyone in the, the team at the moment because um, they lost. You don't talk to them when they yeah, lose. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Best friends a few weeks ago, but um, no. Uh, but it. <sighs> It's not necessarily the worst thing in the world because essentially have spent more money than they currently do in the past. Um, certainly when some of the RFU um, payments were bigger. But they, I don't think they really can sustain um, competing higher up the leagues without... Need a lot of they, they need to spend that money on maintaining the pebble dash on the outside oh, of the changing yeah. rooms. At Park Lane. Yeah, <laughs> that purple dash. <laughs> it's a yeah. great ground to play, actually. It is part lane. Here is something fascinating. Okay, so on Fridays, I travel back from North Wales, Beard Monaco, Independent Financial Advisors, Pensions Investments, that kind of thing. Um, I'm, tra- I'm travelling back. It takes me about an hour and a half. So I like to make my phone calls. So the phone calls can be to you know anyone, but you know mostly people that, that like that like, that like rugby. And one of my favourite p- people to dip with is um, Chris Bentley. Bentos, so former former extra chief, yeah, former oral, former oral player. Now I know you know this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Great rower as well, a phenomenal Very rower, phenomenal rower. rower. Yes. So we were having a chat, and now he's getting involved with um, uh, with um, Plymouth or Albion, Plymouth, Plymouth Argyle, Plymouth Albion. They can't change their name, by the way. Albion is like uh, the old word for England. Yeah, everyone knows Albion. Everyone knows Albion. They, they can't. They can't change clubs. their name. Yeah, so that that has to change. I think they probably will. Um, sorry, does it change? That has to stay. Stay, yeah. Um, and I think it, prob- it probably will. Anyway, do you know? And I know you know because I've already talked to you, but I'm going to ask again who the first black player was for um, England. So I didn't. I didn't, but I do now. Yeah. So the guy's name is uh, the guy's name is Peters, uh, and he was a fly half. England had a black fly half. At the turn, of, basically the turn, turn, the turn of the century. 1907. 1907. First, England had pre World War One. Think about that a second. Yeah, that's incredible. That that's is incredible. Absolutely astonishing. I can't believe I don't know who the, like who this guy is. So James James Peters is yeah. his name. James nickname. Darky Peters. Darky Peters. Yeah. It was a different time. It, it was. was definitely a different time. I can't believe there's not statues of him everywhere. Yeah. And the so this is all from Bentos. I can't claim any credit for doing any of the research, but he's you know, done a bit of research about this guy. He's like it's it's, it's unbelievable. Um, you know his story. He he was at Bristol. I'm not sure if it's the same Bristol as as, as it is now. Apparently he's asked to leave because he's keeping a white man out of the team. Um, Again, different, different, different time. time. Bloody hell! He played this. He must have been. He must be phenomenal. It doesn't just be good. He must have been phenomenal. Um, 
was a circus performer, or his family of were, were circus p- performers. Something happened. I think his dad got eaten by a lion or some such thing. I, I'm reading about it now, yeah. Um, his father, George, Jamaican father, was mauled to death in a training cage by lions. I thought that was a flippant comment when you said that. No, 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 wow. no, 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 no. Wow. No, this, this wow. story is, um, is unreal. And then he, <laughs> he goes to Fagan's Orphanage, where, uh, again... A- a- actual Fagan. Actual Fagan's Orphanage, right? Oliver Twist Fagan Orphanage. Wow. At this point... And this is my my favourite uh, phrase I've ever heard anyone ever say. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if this is exactly how it's meant, but <laughs> he then excelled at being an orphan. <laughs> how do you excel at being an orphan? <laughs> but he did, he did, and he made it to England. That's an amazing story. That is the, one of the best stories I've, I've ever. Heard. And the more you read about this guy, the more you're like, I am, hundred percent in in, in this. So well, let's be- let's start a little thing to get this guy. Well, sort of recognised and celebrated well, in I, rugby because what an amazing story, isn't it? Because yeah. it says everything about actually the thing that when I look at the UK and there's there's a lot of um, people that want to do uh, self-flagellate about yeah. our country, but it is it is an incredible land of opportunity. It is an amazing place that's always been at the forefront. I mean, we only just it was about twenty five thirty years ago finished paying off uh, emancipating slaves. All around the world. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It is a good point. So, so we've done. So that is a, well, a brilliant story. I I'm, I'm glad you brought it to our attention. Yeah, I don't think we're going to need to push the story much further because I think Albion are going to do something around um, around him anyway because it's such an integral part, part, part of part of the history. Anyway, more on Albion. They lost to Cambridge this weekend, seventeen nil. Um, get this: the Cambridge hooker has got fifteen tries and three hat tricks this season. Wow, that's Nick Dolly-esque. Yeah, and he scored, from what I can tell, most of his tries from literally driving walls. But still, that's 15 impressive. tries, total 14 yards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick Dolly, uh, Blamir, yeah. Malvacca, who was in France. five in three games yeah. for, Is that right? for France. Yeah, including two against the All Blacks. So, yeah, there's uh, some local... There, there is some... some oh, right. and also yeah. Ailes, I think Aylesbury beat Reading. Yes, they did, and there was a lovely moment. Uh, I, got, I got a message about the chat, and this is one of the things I really, really love about rugby. I got I got sent um, a, a photograph of the minute silence at Ailes, uh, Reading versus Aylesbury, and it was for um, Ryan, friend of the pod, uh, his old maths teacher, uh, passed away. A, a minute silence... In tribute to uh, Dave Jeffers, and and mm. he was he was a math teacher, and he was the under 14s coach. And what I love about rugby is that at, at times like that, they show respect and reverence to just these people that no one else would know, but really, really make the game yeah. at the at the grassroots level. I love mm. that. Yeah. Uh, and also, Huddersfield stuck stuck it to Sheffield. Yeah, have that. Yeah, hey, look, if you've got a match report and you want to uh, want, want to send it in, I will read it. I, I, I will read every single sentence. So. Razzy Erasmus is where we're going now. Yeah. Let's Razzie. get into the weeds. We got the report finally after four months. Razzy, Razzy, Razzy. Now, it was how many pages was the report 80 from World Rugby? So this was 80. Yeah. Referenced in this was the dossier. They don't actually call it a dossier, but I'm going to call it a dossier that World Rugby compiled, which was... Well, two parts, one of which was 520 pages and the other was 120 or 140 pages of information on this this it topic. is insane, right? So, so rugby seems to have simultaneously no money and all the money in the world and it can't make up which one it is. Well, to hire... This, this was 
incredibly written report, incredibly thorough report from seemingly some exceptional legal minds. Some exceptionally good billing legal minds. Uh, and, undoubtedly. Am, yes. I right, am I right in thinking, I, I, World Rugby wanted to get this absolutely right, and am I it right in thinking it. that part of the reason they took four months and wanted to get it absolutely right and, and came up with, well, in total, 600 pages worth of yeah. documentation was because Razzie Erasmus did not accept that he had done anything wrong. Yes, correct. Raz- both Razzie Erasmus, Erasmus um, Johan Razzie Erasmus, and uh, the South African Rugby Union, they contested the charges. They contested all of the charges. Now, there was eight charges brought against the two parties. Um, seven were upheld. The only one that was not upheld was the one against Sia Khaleesi and one of the coaches, um, which was probably correctly dismissed. Mm. Everything else was upheld. And it's not they're not contentious charges. They're charges on whether he... Well, first of all, threatening a referee, which... He clearly did. He threatened Nick Berry that if he didn't have a meeting with him, he would release a video of what he referred to as uh, the Warren Gatlin route, which we'll come into (laughs) in a minute. Um, He clearly did release the video. Um, He issued it to five people in World Rugby and then 40 40 more people on a WhatsApp group with it being an unpassword protected video, yeah, and he contested that. So um, the, the other charges are abusive and threatening language towards, or abusive um, language towards a referee in this video, um, and all of that side of things. And he contested all of these charges, which are they're so clear and obvious that it's it's almost unbelievable that he questioned them. And actually, the QCs in writing their judgment do reference the fact that had. Had he have not contested the charges, had he accepted what was clear and patently obvious a breach of multiple sections of World Rugby Code of Conduct, that they would have not had to go to this extent and there would have been some mitigating factors in his punishment. His punishment has been necessarily made more more severe because he contested everything. He should have to pay for it. Like, literally pay for it. He should have to pay for all of the time spent by solicitors and costs incurred. Because it, this looks bloody expensive. This would have been very expensive. <laughs> well, I'm sure that would have been in the back of their mind when they came up well, with two months complete ban from rugby and ten months from match days. Yeah, it's yes. crazy. It's, and, it's and a crazy 20, ban. 20k for 20k for the South African Rugby Union, which I can't imagine would scratch the surface no, of, of the the fees so for when, this. When Denny Salamona came from Castleford, obviously this is where. This conversation was going to be right. <laughs> um, there's lots of wrang- legal wrangling about you know, you know um, who pays what and you know so on and so forth. I'm pretty sure they settled that case um, out of court because of just of the costs. And that's just a little you know, a little spat about a player going from one code to another. It's fairly clear, 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 clear cut. And the legal bills are racking up to such a rate. It's like okay, just settle the cost just, and then yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll move on. This gets very expensive, very expensive, very quickly. And this this has been fought all the way by by South African Rugby Union and um, and Razzie Erasmus. Now I've got to say, you sent a WhatsApp and it said you've got to read from page sixty three. Was it sixty one onwards? Which, if you only read, if you read anything of this, just read sixty one. Well, I just think very very unusual. I actually read the whole thing which is not like me at all. And I started reading it, and I could feel myself getting angry, because like, what on earth we've dragged the, the director of rugby of South Africa in front of a panel for not password-protecting a video? Is this, is this really what it... 
and you carry on reading, you think, oh, maybe it's a bit more, oh, maybe it's a bit more. But when you get to page 61 onwards, have you read 61 onwards? Yeah, I took Phil's advice and took the shortcut. Ooh. And then you start reading with the text that have been sent. You think, yeah, this guy needs to be dealt with. He needs to be dealt with. But he, he's, I, I don't use this word lightly. I'm choosing my words very, very carefully. He seems unhinged. <laughs> he does a little bit, yeah. It, it's it's delusional, the the fact that he's contesting... I still can't go over the fact that he's contesting the charges. And the, his excuses for it, for the charges, are, I wasn't acting in capacity of, as South African director of rugby. <laughs> he's absolute <laughs> not. He's, and the, the, the address this... Address he's, the, he's referring to a South Africa match... He's wearing South Africa's stash. And doing a video which, which he says he does every week for South Africa. This is in between the first and the second Lions yeah, test. It's just insanity. That, um, the fact, well, he flatly denied that there was anything abusive or offensive or that he was, um, <laughs> yeah, flatly denying that is absolute nonsense. Um, there were other, other things as well, like the... the I've made a little list of them. Hang on one sec. Oh, yeah, the fact that it was for internal use only, which was absolute nonsense. Yeah. And the fact that he didn't leak it, but he sent it to, he admitted sending it to f- more than 45 people. And the fact that he refers to Supersport getting the video in the video in, yeah. and then says he didn't leak it. Yeah. It's, that is absolutely crazy. The fact that um, but, he said... But, but what's he saying about Supersport, though? Look, this is what the referee is sort of missing out. Was it like the technical no, knowledge or the no, distribution? He's saying when this video makes its way to Supersport or whoever gets hold of it, like he's telling you in the video that he's leaking it and then denying it. And the, the worst one for me, and it's, we've referenced twice in his closing statements, paragraph 147 and 148, he basically goes in and says that he acted in this way because he felt that Nick Berry was acting in a racist manner towards his captain. Yeah. So he is trying to use the racist shield to defend his actions, which, as the the QCs of the panel, judicial panel found out, there was no evidence of racism from Nick Berry. It is a totally I mean, unnecessary and spurious... Yeah. Um, it's an awful accusation. Horrible thing to say about someone. It's, it's the worst thing you can say about someone. Abs- yeah. So you, you need to be absolutely sure of yourself before you throw that word around in that capacity about, about an international referee. It's outrageous. Yeah. To outrageous. Nick, Nick Berry of being racist, to try and defend your... I would probably... Absolutely unacceptable actions is a disgrace. It really is. That's what I ban him for. I mean, the whole, the, the 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 whole sentencing alone would just be for that. Really, it's unacceptable. You do not do this. You do not behave in this childish manner. Is it? You know, whatever horrible words that you can think 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 of for it, you just don't do it. You just do not do that. Yeah, and one of the things that is not addressed, it's not addressed in the sentences sentencing or the charges, but it is the reason why he did it is the fact that he's thrown Nick Berry under the bus, totally. Criticised him beyond way beyond anything that was reasonable or, or appropriate or indeed accurate in, yeah. in a lot of it. Um, not because of Nick Berry, but it was all to influence the referees for the following two test matches. Mm-hmm. That was the entire objective of this. That's not actually addressed in here. So... Both South African Rugby Union and um, and Razi have indicated that they are going to appeal in their initial statement. I can't after believe this. that they're appealing. And 
I would be very interested to see whether there is any interest from World Rugby or the judicial panel to actually try and address that point because it this does this addresses the facts, which is the abuse of the releasing the video, the threatening, etc., etc. It actually doesn't address what his real intention was. Now that's probably a more difficult charge to prove. Yeah, but that's an equally serious one in my mind. That's, yeah, okay. and perhaps it's not necessary because of everything that they've kind of got got him on. But yeah, it was an it's an astonishing read, and it, it, he is clear. He he explicitly says, "Okay, we're going to go the Warren Gatlin route." And by that he means he's making reference to the fact that Warren Gatland had mentioned the FAF um, high tackle from the South Africa A game, and also the fact that Marius Jonker was selected as the TMO. Mm-hmm. So he'd made in an interview two minor comments about refereeing decisions and uh, refereeing selection, but the there is a world of difference between having two off the hand comments in a in a post match interview or, or pre game interview, whichever it was, compared to a sixty two minute long where you are just throwing a referee under the bus and and throwing the whole discipline process for world rugby, the, the refereeing process. process. Yeah, the feedback process. There is the establishment. Referees will re- will regularly uh, Apologise to directors of rugby for getting things things wrong regularly. I've, I've seen emails of um, of it happening because they get things wrong and they go through the review process. Say, look, yeah, we might, might not have got that right. Might not have got 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 um, got that right. That's you know, it's fine. But to think you get special access to them, it's a very very um, sensitive area of the game because we have really good access to the officials in in rugby, and that's how it should be. But of course, that comes with certain risks. That doesn't like pressuring referees, trying to get an advantage, a non-competitive advantage. Uh, sorry, a competitive advantage through non-competitive means. And, and I mean, that's that's really, really serious. And that brings the game, the whole game, in in into disrepute. Really, mm. it makes it non non credible. So no, you shouldn't have just an automatic right to talk to the refs. And by doing this, I think he sort of puts that relationship between refs and clubs and coaches a little bit under the spotlight. We don't want that because at the moment, it's a nice informal way that we do things um, and that will remain. But if you've got behaviour like this, you're going to have to tighten up, you're going to have to have more procedures, more rules, all all of that stuff. Well, Nick, Nick Berry did respond to the list of clips that was initially yeah. sent to him with a comment and he did, on multiple occasions, he put... Yeah, fair, fair enough. Sorry, I got that wrong. Yeah, sorry, I got that wrong. But like, lots of them were. No, I disagree. Look at what. Yeah, not what, enough force. Look at what your force. seven is doing. Yeah, yeah, loads yeah. Of, yeah. It, yeah. It doesn't meet the threshold. Blah blah blah. So he he did address all of these points, and for for Razi to do this now, I, I, the one thing that really I found most disturbing, like because Razi Rasmus is an individual and he's been dealt with, but it's the fact that South African Rugby Union just completely gone along with him and haven't reined him in at all that, and that is what the charge is for against South African Rebunion and I can there's we were having a conversation last week about like kind of backing up your teammates yeah and I I kind of understand it to a degree but then you're right it's if if this was to a lesser extent if you'd done the Warren Gatlin approach but it, like Warren Gatland and just made five comments instead of two comments or three comments, whatever Warren Gatland said. Back him up on that. 
to make a 62-minute long video with 38 separate yeah. instances and a 15-minute introduction about this and then not to con- not to accept the charges and then to use all of the spurious, non-existent and, frankly, offensive yeah. defence attempts that he did... Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Uh, I think um, South Africa they, they really should have reined. Or they could have, or at least they could have had a bit more nuance. They could have said, "We back him up, and we we feel we we fit, we we understand why he was so aggrieved with the decisions." However, we accept that that was not the this way to do it. Not the right way to do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, yeah. It's. I would the way I like South Africa to deal with it is pretty much how they have dealt with it. Externally, uh, I want them to be belligerent and back up their guy. And internally, I want them to hammer him. Mm. Like internally, he's got to be told that this is not acceptable. But that doesn't get out to the outside world. That is a yeah. in-house. Pr- has, has a coach ever done something more egregious? I was trying to think. Well, Bloodgate would be the only one I can think. Yeah, of. Well, yeah. I was trying to see what, how, how would we, how would you rank Bloodgate and this? Bloodgate's easily easily the worst one because so many people were caught up in it who were innocent, not innocent, but. You know, it could be like the physio. I mean, the fact the way she was treated and the, uh, and the doctor, the doctor, you know, bringing people who are like civilians into this stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's what. That's where I really draw the line. There, there was one thing. Well, the, the, I mean, the, the the Saracens. Saracen salary cap. Salary cap yeah, is pretty pretty egregious for such an extended period of time. Yeah. And like giving part of your inheritance to players. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Giving you sorry your children's inheritance to play. I, I find that hard to get angry, uh, angry about. This is easier to get angry about because. I, I don't. I, he comes across as a bully. He, he, he a com- real bully. And he, he comes across as a bully, but he actually comes across as not that bright to me when he's contesting these charges. Yeah. But also, it's the. There's a point you made about Pat Lamb, um, which was how he likes to give off the impression that he's holier than thou and pious yeah. and all the rest of it. And then when the curtain is pulled back, like the, the Bristol versus Leicester game, where he's fuming at the, refer- the referee in that instance, and he kind of... It's the inauthenticity. It's yeah. showing your true... Trying to put, paint the picture of one thing and then showing your true colours. And Razzie does... He's done that for a long time. If you watch any of the Chasing the Sun documentary, he does quite well paint that picture of being holier-than-thou. Holier well, he was guy. releasing all those videos, which were great, of, yeah, of him yeah. with his speeches and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. And yeah. there's, there's some great speeches, like the Lucano Am story is brilliant. But then when you the get... Pimpy, I think you meant. The Pimpy is, yeah. The, is it Mpimpy? Mpimpy, yeah. He has to give himself his jersey or something. Yeah, they put the names of family members and stuff, yeah. Yeah. All that's... They had some genuinely incredible stories and incredible moments. But th- like, it's the contradiction between having that side and then showing your true colours. It, it makes it almost seem... If you're just a if you are just a dickhead, if you are a Steve Diamond or an Eddie Jones, then That's fine. It's, it's less offensive yeah, it is, when, exactly. when you show your true colours because everyone knows your true colours all the time. Yeah, don't dress it up as something which, something which is not... But there again, people are complex. True. And this is something which we need to sort of bear in mind. So... If you look at like history, particularly of like leaders of men in particular, I think of like Ernest King, who was the naval officer in charge of the US Navy in the Second Second World War. And you read about this guy, the guy's a monster. The guy's a legitimate monster. Well, Winston Churchill, First World War to Second World War. <laughs> very, yeah. very different. The people at Gallipoli don't thank him for. Uh... No. Yeah. You know, all of these, a lot of leaders are just absolute animals. And what is Razi Erasmus's job? It's to get physically dominant young men 
to smash into other physically dominant y- young men. Yeah. yeah, it's about getting his team, specifically in South Africa, in, Af- in South Africa, to bully other people. It's not surprising that he's a bully. It does not surprise me one bit that he's a belligerent, abrasive bully. Um, he won. But, what, he won a World Cup. But so that's he, what I pay him to well, do. And and he won a Lions tour. Yeah. And this yeah. is the like, and I, I can kind of get this perspective that if you're a South African hearing us really have a go and quite strongly have a go at um, his actions you might not care because you've won a World Cup Razzie has won you a World Cup and he's won you a Lions Tour he's done more than that he's made South African rugby relevant again it yeah, was a joke yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. an absolute joke they had all these specimens they, they couldn't pass a ball he comes and says no no, no this is how we're going to do it going forward before we know exactly the success of uh, uh, as you've laid out. And I think these unusual characters do have some unusual tendencies. It's why it's so important to have the discipline process in place yeah. to rein them in. Yeah. Yes. I'm fair play to World Rugby for that. They took their time, which was I was finding a bit frustrating, but when you saw the the depth of analysis and uh, they went to... Uh, yeah, all, all, all that was lacking was contrition from Razzie Rasmussen, yeah. which, which still... Which is still... So which is still it's lacking. Belligerent. So uh, I'm going to... I'll be very interested to... Because he... As part of this judgment, he has to apologise within 14 days. Now, obviously, he's going to appeal this decision <laughs> you know, to give him an extension to that. If you're going to do it, do it. But he should do it in, in a video in exactly the same way. Like, yeah. At, at some point, at some point, he's probably going to be forced to apologise, and I don't think it's going to be a very sincere apolog- apology. Well, I don't see why they should make it. I don't see why he should do this. I hate it's, this. It, that. That would just be a totally forced and insincere. It would be insincere. I don't like the idea of you know. Yeah, you find him, you've um, banned him. The the process has taken its place, but I don't like this sort of you know kneel. Bend the knee. Say sorry. No, if he really doesn't think so, we've punished him. He's done his time. But he can get on with it now. So if players appeal, or uh, if players contest uh, disciplinary action, they get ex- they get longer bans than they would otherwise. I'm open to that. Yeah. Now he's appealed it. Yeah. Do you think World Rugby could just go, OK, we, no, we disagree. And actually, as Phil said, na- now you've given us a bit more time, we're going to consider this. Um, let's make Let's make it 14 months. <laughs> yeah, and just send him send him a bill bill for the costs. Yeah, you and could it'll do. soon stop. I'm sure you could do. I, d- I don't like that because then you are that's bullying from World Rugby's point of view. That would be well sending him the costs. Yeah, yeah, making threatening with money because actually, if he feels like he's got a genuine case, I like because and he should if he genuinely feels aggrieved at the decision and that he should appeal. Point, I'm glad there's a process there that he can. Yes, yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a very good point. point. Um, I guess when you've I mean, he's making World Rugby do an awful lot of legwork, reading WhatsApp messages and all sorts of other bits and pieces. I kind of think it's... I mean, by the way, who gives their phone up? Oh, maybe Nick Berry gave his phone up. Yeah, fair point. Because I'm not giving my phone to anybody. <laughs> straight Any, in, I was straight in the wood chipper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my yeah, laptop in I've already been cancelled once on this podcast alone. I'm, I don't want to get cancelled yeah. again. <laughs> so maybe that's how they find it. Yes, on the last podcast, I can't remember. It'll be interesting to see because I, I, he must think he's got some angle other than the one, the weakest angles that he has tried to use. He might be getting uh, Marco Massotti's team of New York lawyers who are on standby. Yeah. Rudy Giuliani, yeah, release the Kraken. <laughs> Can't wait for that. <laughs> Although I did notice that his counsel was called uh, Fricky Erasmus. So whether that is a relation to Razzy Erasmus. Fricky Erasmus? Yeah. Oh, cool. 
There's some uh, some cool names. Anyway, we, was in we've hit, done in that and we've well. gone in hard on Razzie there. Let's let's change to well, oh, go co- on. at least one more thing that is definitely worth mentioning about this report. Yes, um, the the previous cases that they they um, named the precedent that's been set was awesome because they said there's been lots of examples of uh, coaches and directors of rugby. Oh, let's guess. Let's guess. Having giving. Um, Similar of having a similar sanctions or not to this extent, no one to this extent. Let's guess. In internationals or well, it's 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 everything. It is a who's who of rugby dickheads. Steve basically. Diamond. Steve Diamond's got to be in there. Steve Diamond's yeah. in, Diamond in. Uh, is Eddie Jones in there? Eddie Jones is in there. Is he? Ding. Cockerel? Eddie Jones is the first one. Cockerel. Ding. Uh, uh, Bob. Oh. But does it go far enough back for Bob Dwyer of Australia? He's not one referenced, but. They, he, he they was do, one of those. They do refer to extensive. Gallon's not in there, interestingly. So obviously, he, the, the Warren Gallon plays a very smart game. He never, yeah, he never, he never quite. Far. He knows where the line is. Yeah. Subtle, he goes yeah. right up to it. I had one just before, but he's gone. Who the hell was it? Oh, Doctor Brendan. Brendan. Brendan Venter. Brendan Venter. And the other one who's not a uh, DOR was Eliotta Furmina. Sapolo. Yes, I can see why he would might why he might make yeah, him he's, Mr. Dickhead. He's, he's got some spicy takes. Yeah. Yes. And by the way, we say dickhead in a in the New Zealand rugby sense. Uh. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. In a loving way. In a loving way, yeah. Oh, absolutely. These guys, when they're on your side, yeah, that's exactly. And that's and I can and I can totally, I can totally see that. If I was South African, you would love Razi because he has stood up for your nation. He has won you, he's won you a World Cup, he's won you a Lions tour, um, two of the three tests. So I can totally see. But I just hope that anyone who has that perspective can read this and see there is. There is the line, and there is skirting up to the line, which Gatland does very well. Eddie Jones sometimes steps across that line. And then this is, like, if if Gatland was a locksmith and he's, like, delicately picking a lock, this is just throwing a lump of TNT yeah. at it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that little meme video of the SWAT team bash, yes. bashing in the door. <laughs> yeah. I love that video. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey. Well, yes. let, let's change something. Well, we just mentioned Steve Diamond. He has been confirmed as the, was it the lead? Rugby consultant. consultant. Rugby consultant at Worcester Warriors. So uh, what was their result this, this weekend? They, 68 to 13. 
Correlation's not causation, but I'm telling you, something's happening there. <laughs> Great move by, by uh, Worcester. Chris Ashton will be delighted as well. It's a lifeline oh, for him. I tell you what, what a story this is. So, Chris Ashton. Uh, mutual consent leaving sale allegedly don't think it was for one second but let's just go with what you know yeah, yeah the press release yeah. there'll, there'll be an NDA to prevent anything else coming having out. left Quinns acrimoniously after leaving Saracens so one of, is... one of Steve Diamond's off the shelf NDAs by the way <laughs> yeah. with... get me the file <laughs> <laughs> just signs it uh, okay so this is how I see this in my head this is the image that I've got of Chris Ashton so he's playing for Worcester he's not happy he does the old Chris Ashton trick of uh, complaining to the higher-ups about the direction of the club. The, the, you know, the, the coaching is up to standard. Uh, yeah, look, we need new coaches. What do us to do? They listen to him and they bring in Steve Diamond. <laughs> Chris, we've sorted it out, mate. Here he no! is. Not that one! Uh, Chris, I'd say Chris Ashton is done. In rugby. Absolutely done. So is he 34 now? Yeah. Uh, he is not playing in, in Worcester because he's not available. Jonathan Thomas won't talk about it because they just won't. They, 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 the story at Worcester is interesting. Jonathan Thomas is interesting. The squad is interesting. The comms is dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. They do not communicate anything well at all in any way. Uh, so they've probably suspended their best player, but they won't talk, they won't talk about why he's not available for four weeks. For uh, four weeks. Chris Ashton is... I admire him because he ma- if immediately before COVID, he signed. He, yeah. he got a new long-term deal. Yep. Mm. Um, and now he's moved on again, and he's not even playing, and he's collected his cash. Chris Ashton is an incredibly smart man. In some ways, in other ways, he's not. And maybe he's too smart. Do you know, when someone just just has an opinion and just won't shut up and just talks in the in like in the wrong at the wrong times, the wrong people. Uh, but he's a but he's a smart guy. It just gets him in trouble. He doesn't know when to stop. Uh, but he, you know, he's <laughs> unfortunately he's. Uh, I don't think he'll be in Steve Diamond's good books. Mm. So he's interested in the role that Diamond is going to be doing because he he's slotted in between, as I understand it from the the Worcester announcement, he slots in between Alan Solomon's as director of rugby and Jonathan Thomas's head coach. Yeah. So Jonathan Thomas is reporting into Steve Diamond, and Diamond is then reporting up to. Alan Solomons, which that can't last that long, can it? No, no. It, it won't. Alan no. Solomons is there. Um, he's a physical presence rather than anything else, and he just wanders around the club. And I just think he's waiting for his contract to run down. I don't think there's much that he does there. Um, Steve Diamond is doing recruitment. Yeah, number one. Mm. And, and he's and he's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna roll his sleeves up and uh, do the man management. Yeah, and I would say if he's doing recruitment. I would suggest he's going to be c- c- sniffing around sale sharks players, mm. and in particular, if I was to be a betting man, I've got no inside information on this whatsoever. But if I was to have inside information, it w- I would suggest he'd be looking at the non-EQP players that Sale have got because Sale needs to readjust their squad for less. Oh, sorry, to get more EQP players in. So maybe a Kunu Stazen could be a uh, target for him. Maybe a Baron McGuigan could Acker be a target. Van der Merwe. Acker van der Merwe. All these sort of lads that Sale need to... They don't need to move them on yet, but there's conversations to be had. Yeah. Much like AJ. Do a deal for the three Dupree twins. Two twins. They'll be triplets, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> three three, three brothers. brothers. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you only want the good ones. You only want the twins. Well, it comes a package, you see. And, uh, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. And we'll talk like about getting Joe, Joe Ford and Mike Ford. Exactly. No, they don't want that. <laughs> we just want that one. I tell you, it sounds remarkably well. It's only got one Ford. Yeah. Well, well let's, you, let's do that then. So, um, we did a podcast. I'm go, going back years now. I can't even remember what started it, but we did a fly half. Freddie Burns started it and George Ford. Yeah, it was, I was going to say it was oh, George yeah. Ford oh, again God, last was, time, wasn't, wasn't it? it? About um, 2015, do you use magic Yeah, I was just yeah. getting it up now. Magic roundabout theme. So let's um, let's do a fly half merry-go-round segment on this podcast because big news. Which I mean, we were talking about it last week, and we were going landing on the side that he's not going to leave Leicester. No, nope. he's, he's, yeah, he's just can't. he's just trying to engineer himself the best possible deal he can. But George Ford's not going to leave the biggest club in England when they're just about to really start doing things it's he's, he's been there for so many years when they've been awful they finally get good Bye. and he's off maybe he doesn't like being good <laughs> maybe maybe that's, a, maybe, maybe that's the thing why didn't he want to go back to Bath then yeah, that's a good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm ready now <laughs> <laughs> you're ready for me <laughs> uh, I don't know why he, so everything we said last week was right every single thing we said uh, doesn't, doesn't stack up the money in Leicester is great. He can be a more key player there. He can't be at sale. Everything was right except for one one small detail. He really wants to come back to the Northwest. He's an old lad. It's his legitimate thing. He's got two businesses. Um, his partner's up here. He wants to come back. So less money is on the table for him. It's he's, nice. t- he's taking it. It's less than two hours away. What's that? Uh, Leicester. Well, it's a 10 minute flight as Man United did <laughs> the other week oh yeah <laughs> they flew there they flew to Leicester <laughs> what yeah <laughs> it, it, 10 minutes in the air do you even get to cruising altitude I don't, think, <laughs> I you don't do. think you do you just about like skim over the Pennines and yeah. then you're touching down it again it sounds like a dangerous flight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> Fine. Yeah, yeah. Just do your airship idea. Yeah, Airlander. Well, well, pilot episodes is back this uh, this Wednesday, so awesome. I, might, I might talk about Airlander. Yes. Um, what was I saying? So yeah, George Ford. It uh, makes George sense. Ford, from, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, they're just a family, from a pool, family, the partner, the business, the future, the life beyond rugby, which I suppose you will be thinking about now. Hundred percent. He's twenty eight though. I, he's got. Five, six, seven more years of being able to play at this level and command he'd command best part of a million dollar no, no, a million euro salary in France but I do yeah no I agree with you and life is short but he has he has earned plenty of money and I get you when you get to 28 and you're in a relationship for a while particularly rugby players tend yeah. to have children earlier don't they yeah, yeah much earlier and, but just when I've been chatting to players around and I, I was just listening to I uh, was chatting with Dan Bigger when I worked at a, a Gloucester um, game earlier this season and um, and just, he's doing up a house in South Wales, and mm. he's got small kids, and he's just turning thirty. And yes, he will get big offers to go to Japan. But I was I was listening to him, sort of thinking, yeah, that Japan thing might not work when you've got kids of a certain age. You might actually be thinking, no, I just want to go and yeah, I've been travelling around, I've been working every weekend. Oh. I I want to the, the light is there at the end of the tunnel where I'll be doing something different, and I want to base myself and, there. Do you know, like the million quid a year is a lot of money in France. Obviously, it is. Um, it's life changing but for someone like George Ford the local currency of reputation is huge mm-hmm. so if you're in an area like the Fords in Oldham I was working in Oldham for five years and they're, they're, they're like superstars 
And I think having that name, that, that name value, those community roots, gives you so many more opportunities when you leave the game. Whereas if you're in the middle of London, nobody cares that you're George Ford. <laughs> nobody gives a shit. Whereas in, in Oldham, everyone cares. Everyone cares. It's, you know, they get treat- the way Kevin Sinfield gets treated in Oldham, you'd, you'd think he was you know, in, in Hollywood. But I imagine you get treated pretty well in Clermont or Toulouse or La Rochelle or Not Toulon. Not passing through. You know, uh, I don't think... You, you, know, you can maybe look, look, have, at what, look at what Wilkinson did. That is true, Wilkinson. Yeah, he's a god. He's, he's, a, a he's god. quite a good example. Yeah. So there, I, And there's lots of ones, there's lots of guys who didn't have as I successful. would love to see George Ford in Clermont. Clermont would or be Toulouse. Nice, Clermont or, would be a nice fit. So do you think guys like his signing? Toulouse. That's, that's what I want to know. There's two new um, Well... Having lost AJ McGinty, yes, on the one hand, I think Sale have got a clear number one fly half who is absolutely awesome. Uh, on the flip side, because of the reason you said they can't marquee him like Leicester could, yep. mm. and he will be very expensive, he still, I'd like to think, will be in Eddie Jones's reckoning with England. Yep. Mm-hmm. Means I don't know if they're going to... I think AJ McGinty was... Of significantly more value to them than George Ford potentially could be, but if if they're both the same amount of oh, money, if they're both the same amount of money, like, which which is the most likely, which now. is p- possible, yeah, it's possible that they're not, so not, not certainly not mild, yeah, not yeah. pulls apart, not Sam- what AJ McGinty was on. Samson said in the press conference this week that they are on probably similar money, yeah, uh, a little, little bit more for Ford, yes, but if they're similar, I I think it's quite smart, and it, yeah, I think it's I think it could. Very well, be that Ford only features as a bit part player for England over the next few years. Well, it, look, I'm looking at this looking at yeah, yeah, yeah. Farrell's got not going anywhere, I don't think. No, well, Farrell's out anywhere. for 12 weeks or whatever it is. Might miss the start of the Six Nations. But Marcus and Slade? Yeah. So, anyway, so I am not sure on this deal. I'm not sure at all. I, I do quite like it. I think I think it's a good move. On the face a good of it, move for sale. Yeah, on the face I, of it, it's great. Isn't I it? think it's a better move for sale than it is for George Ford, actually. Uh, <laughs> apart yeah. from apart from the local lad stuff, I, if I was if I was advising George Ford, I'd be saying Claremont, Toulon, La Rochelle, Japan, Japan. Yeah, yeah, but there's Ford also wants to win stuff. He really wants to win stuff. So Japan is if you want to just go and. Uh, drink special brew, special brew, strong, strong zero, not special brew. Yeah, not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's basically the same thing, so... Yeah, it amounts to the same thing. Yeah. Well, let's break down the impact of this then, OK? So, Sale bring in a genuine world-class fly-off, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really good. So, yeah. cu- cu- kudos to them. I don't really like it in terms of, you know, the whole narrative Alex Anderson is a genius uh, type stuff, because, you know, any genius can sign the, the best fly-off. Who happens to live... Uh, ten, ten mile, grew up ten miles from your yeah, I mean, stadium. I could, I could be that genius. I, I, I could literally spend money on a fly half. I mean, that's that's fine. So I don't really like it from that angle. I don't think you should try and replace a player like for like. I think it's very very difficult. Now with, uh, with Ford, he is undoubtedly um, an upgrade. I, I, it pains me to say that because I really really like AJ McGinty, but he is an upgrade. I think any yeah. any any impartial observer could, could can make that case. But in the same way I don't like AJ going to Bristol and then spending a lot of money on a non-marquee because it takes up so much of your cap, mm. you've got to make the same argument for a sale Ford, as well. Yeah, Ford must be on 10% of the salary cap, Yeah, if not slightly more. Ford will cost sale another player. So someone's going to have to go, or a couple of lads will have to go. A few lads. Yeah. A few... 
a few others. I mean, if you take what it, just over five million excluding marquee players, forty guys in the squad, that means the average guy can only be on what's that, one hundred and twenty, one hundred and forty k, something like that. Yeah. So that means you're getting rid of four players, four average. And I know it doesn't. I know that's the mean. The modal player will probably be on lower than that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're you're losing multiple opportunities for yeah, different guys. Exactly. So that's so that's the first thing. The second thing is who loses out from this? <laughs> There's some interesting politics to be played out because the guy who's going to be most annoyed would be Rob Dupree. Now, Rob Dupree is a standalone player. Fine. Who cares if Rob Dupree is upset? Rob Dupree is the head of the uh, Rob Dupree Union, uh, the, the, the Dupree Brother Union. Well, that's a little bit more tricky, isn't it? This is why you know politics and you know signing families and whatnot isn't always the best way to go. As Bath found out when they sacked George Ford's dad, and then Leicester found out when they sacked Sack George, George Ford's, Ford's dad. dad. So, and also, ooh, I mean, Sale did once sack Joe Ford. So you know, you know it all come, you know, it's all like swings and roundabouts. So there could be a little bit of turmoil there. Sale also, uh, I do believe, and I've been told this is not a thing, but I really can't see Faf hanging around for much longer. I think he's grown, uh, not outgrown the club, because he hasn't. I think the club is sort of moving on quite nicely without him. I think they love Rafi. I love Rafi. I love Rafi. Yeah, that looks like the future to me. There's a lot of money there to be spent. He is the second marquee player, I, I think which means they can't replace him if he goes. But if Lude wants to go as well, they could be in the middle of a revolution here. So this might be Alex Anderson's chance to get his own people in. So he started with, with Ford, great place to start. Yeah. He might want to rebuild his coaching squad because I'm not entirely sure that they're all pulling their weight in exactly the way Samson would want. So there's a bit of a rebuild there. Yeah, it was, it's mainly still Diamond's coaching. Except for Jamie Peacock, I think they're all the same. So yeah. Jamie, Jamie Peacock's in, in there, but Jamie Peacock has probably come in via the Paul Deacon, Mike Forshaw routes. Yeah. Dorian West is still there. Yeah. The staff are all still there. He's going to need, at some point, to appoint his own people, much like Borthwick did. Mm-hmm. So George Ford is leaving a team which has gone through that horrible process of getting where they are to a team which I don't think will go nearly to the depths that, that Leicester went to, but they're going to be revolutionising, I would say, in the next few, few years. Because if Faf and... Lude decide to up sticks and go, which is widely rumoured and continues to be rumoured. It is probably make sense yeah. from a, from a couple of angles. So if those two go, that's like your cultural leaders. And what about the are the Dupree's okay with this? Because you've actually got to consider their opinion when it's three. You don't have to consider Rob Rob Dupree, <laughs> <laughs> except you need the other two. Yeah, Dan Whoops. and John Luke. So uh, let's flip to Leicester. Where does this leave them? Do you know what I would do if I was Leicester? I've thought I thought of this. I would make a statement. Do you know, like Mad Men? And they say we're not, we're no longer dealing with 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 tobacco companies. Yeah, and that was their main thing. I'd make a statement saying we're no longer going to deal in marquee players. We have a wage structure, and we'll use our marquee signing sensibly, but it'll be within our wage structure. And the person we're going to marquee is one of the senior players, and there'll be a group of five of them, like at Ellis Genge, for instance, and you just marquee him mm-hmm. because it's sensible. But don't go out and get a big marquee guy because there's only one of them. I mean, what difference is it going to make? Well, yeah, it was two. When yeah. is, it, is it flipped to one? It's one now. Now. Unless you grandfather two in, right? Okay. So say I'll have two, but Leicester have one. So Leicester, Leicester do now have a marquee space available because George Ford was, was their guy. Was there. Because he'd been there for more than three years. Yes. So you can't replace George Ford. Spend it on locks, spend it on locks and tight head props. Because George Ford, as good as he is, has been best when he's behind a massive pack. Owen Farrell, as good as he is, 
always plays behind a massive pack. We've seen George Ford behind a rubbish pack, and it was pretty rubbish. So, oh no, he was still the best player. He was the best player, actually. Yeah, that is that, unfair. Yeah, but he still didn't win. They, yeah, yeah. He, he still he, only he, just avoided relegation. Yeah, point. he kept them up. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's, yeah. A, that's a very yeah. fair point. If they didn't, yeah, if they didn't have George Ford, if they had. I don't know, Freddie Burns playing behind that pack, they would be in the championship. That's a better way to put it. So even when George Ford is amazing, you need a big pack. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was amazing, but they still almost got relegated. And they only avoided it by the skin of their teeth twice. Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah. exactly. So go and buy forwards. Go and buy as many forwards as you possibly can. Well, they they have. The the argument is they've got that because look at them. Their their pack is... More. Their pack is awesome now. They still need more. Now, they do need a 10. They've got Freddie Burns. Yep. I think they should go for a high-level 10. Well, they, they like Bryce Hegarty. Mm. They like him a lot. So they've got Bryce Hegarty and they've got Freddie Burns, in my opinion, as an insurance policy for exactly... They must have known some things on the table. In fact, well, well, they obviously did because they, they counted him with, with more money and he still wanted, still mm. wanted to leave. So the, you know, they've got the Ducks in a row, Lester. I wouldn't be too worried... You, know, you evolve through these things. You don't directly replace them. But if, if they counted him with more money, they can bring in anyone they want. They've got that money available. Yeah, yeah, they have. So let's, let's talk. So you're talking the boring, pragmatic, just buy more forwards. Let's talk the exciting side of it. Get Quinn Cooper. Who would you get in <laughs> if you can get anyone in the world tomorrow to play Le- to play for Leicester? Who do you go? Finn, Finn Russell. Can you, you can't get from you won't get him, but so you just said if you if you could, pick if you could anyone, get, yeah, if you could pick you anyone, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'd pick him, but uh, or Untermac or but oh, no, Untermac, no, Untermac's oh. impossible. None of those are going to happen. So uh, Quay on, Cooper but, is possible. Quay Cooper is possible. Andre Pollard is it's, possible. It's possible. So his contract at Montpellier finishes this year. He will he will be unavailable for a big proportion of the year because it's South point. Africa. It's a fair point. So what are the and, and he was reportedly on. Well over a million, and he's, million euros. Yeah, he's in. offered seven. He's been offered seven figures apparently in Japan. One of so the, he will not be going. One of the funny things about rugby recruitment, right, is that there is a process. And I talk to some people in in, in recruitment relatively regularly, and they you know, tell you kind of what what's what. And I'll give you an example of the process, right? So um, this won't be. I'm not breaking uh, any news here, but they'll start off with like hundreds of names. And then hundreds of names will be whittled down to you know, a handful of names. And then a handful of names will be whittled down to a bunch of coaching videos. And then, sorry, um, a bunch of footage videos. And then from there, they'll start getting personal references, like kind of like exercises mm. do. And then eventually they'll hold some interviews and some meetings and they'll get their player. Very, very common practice. That's what they do for the third choice second row. When it comes to a fly half, they'll literally have three, like, three names. They'll, they'll put more time and effort into their... One hundred and twenty thousand pound third third choice lineup jumper. Oh, they will, I mean the seven hundred k fly just, off. That's like the fact that when uh, when I bought my house, I didn't even see the upstairs before I went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was the, I was the first person to see the house, and I turned to the estate agent and went. Uh, that one. Uh, if I give an asking price offer now, can you make sure nobody else sees it? And they went, yeah. <laughs> I went right. I don't want anyone else to see this. Uh, and and uh, but I but I spent. Legitimately hours <laughs> going through coffee machines before I arrived yeah, yeah. on the one I went with. But that's that's almost as much as many people's house. Your coffee machines. <laughs> yes, then. that is true. 
<laughs> you media types, unbelievable. How <laughs> the other half live? What, what a brag, by the way. What a vicious, <laughs> humble brag. <laughs> it's, oh, no, I actually went with Phil's recommendation because it's the oh, one you that, didn't, did you? It's the one that he, the one yeah, that he had. He's got the prophetical. <gasps> no, 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 oh. no, 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 no. Oh. I went with it. No, I. Oh, I wanted an end because I'd not had a coffee machine before, uh, a bean to cup, and so Phil said, "Do you know what? If you just want a reliable one that's going to make you a good espresso." Go for this one, and I went for the one yeah, that you, your entry level. You said, Express. Then you can work out what you want over time. That, that'll, yeah. do, that'll do you for a couple of years, and well, you work out what the next what, level up is. What's your next one, Phil? Oh, the Lamarzoka Linear Mini Fiorentina Special Edition in it's like forest green show, with show wooden it, handles. It's so it's nice. It's it so is, nice. It is. Beautiful. I'm so annoyed because I've got a nice coffee machine. I can't really. But this, this I like. He's got a little shortcut. He's got a little tab shortcut yeah. on his. Uh, I can't. I, I can never just. Oh my word! That is. Incredible. Yes, you can. It would there be be there for the rest the rest of your life. It would be. It's absolutely stunning. Oh, that is beautiful. Let's see. Yeah, that is gorgeous. It's absolutely yeah, it's beautiful. Quite special that. But that's, that's it is. That's just engineering precision and beauty. It is yeah. way way. Way too expensive. It is ludicrously no, it's expensive. It's an investment. I think that'll go <laughs> <in> value. <laughs> Poss- well, possibly because there are very few. Because that is a li- genuine limited. How much is it? I'll be dressed. Um, no, it's, it's. Is it less than your car? <laughs> it is less than my car. Is it more than my car? <laughs> it's less than your car. I think it's probably not actually. <laughs> um, secondhand cars, yeah. bonkers. Oh yeah, secondhand cars, absolutely up. bonkers. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I am. I'm almost tempted to sell my car now. Actually, I bought it 12 months ago, and it's, I could sell it for like four grand but more. You'd, you'd have today. to buy one. Well, I, I don't because we've already, we've got one car. Oh, okay. And you're in Manchester, so I went, yeah. And I'm, I could I could live for a period of time without a car. I just like my car. Mm. It's a cool car. Mm. Uh, right. So back to fly hops. Yes. Um, yeah. So so Andre Pollard so, probably won't happen if he is being offered seven figures from Japan. Well, it depends yes. if he wants to take rugby seriously or not. Callum Sheedy. God. Well, because no, he's got to go back to Wales, hasn't he? Weirdly enough, he might be one that fits Leicester better. So Leicester is a weird club, and they've tried uh, flary type fly halves. It hasn't worked. In fact, it's gone horribly wrong uh, at times. Times for them. So need someone. I mean, if you've got a bit of flair in you, like George Ford does, great. But first and foremost, you've got to be a pragmatic, pragmatic yeah. kind of fly half. Finn Russell would just like mixing oil and water going to. <laughs> Uh, Walford Road. It'd be fascinating to watch, but it wouldn't work. Yeah, and both would never go for that. I imagine, no. No, he wouldn't. He just would not want it. He, I reckon Borthwick and Ford probably work really well because they're both absolute students of the game to the yes. degree. They can have... Which, Quade Cooper presumably would not fit that bill for that exact reason. Uh, yes, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, albeit he might be one who is available the right talent end of the spectrum albeit he's what 33, 34 what, what other like South African or Kiwi fly halves are there playing in France say that aren't going to be international players but are awesome um, a higher West is La Rochelle the, higher West yeah is, what's his name still playing the is Colin Slade still playing he was at Pow wasn't he Pow Pow Pow, pow. Alex Lazowski Aaron Cruden is he even still playing I don't know he went. He back, went back to the Chiefs, um, Waikato Chiefs, um, a couple of years ago. But I'm he, not sure if he's still I playing. I think he's still knocking about. He might, he might still be playing there. I mean, so Colin Slade is now 34. Not him then. 
Uh, Reese Priestland. Going to this, he's playing in Japan, of course, Mitsubishi Dino Balls there for Colin Slade. Aaron Cruden will be playing in Japan, won't he? He'll be a similar age. Aaron Cruden. It's hard to think of a 30, Only 32, Aaron Cruden. Japan, must be Japan. <laughs> well, he played for the Chiefs last year. Now, Cabelco Steelers. Uh, Japan, of course. So, the, they are out there. The, the missing part of the jigsaw for Leicester is not having a young up-and-coming fly half on their box. They did have one in Costello, but he was allowed back into Wales to fulfil those ambitions. They don't have anyone except for Hegarty and so I don't think they need one. And you've already got a lot of money tied up in that fly half position at Leicester. They've done the good work to make sure that it, this doesn't catch them completely by surprise. I just say go forward, go forward with what we've got. Freddie the problem Burns. with that is that ends the there ends the fly half merry go round. Yes. No one else is moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Everyone else stays the same. I can't switch the lights. I can't off. think of another player based in the Premiership. Danny Cipriani, he'll, he, he's no, going no. to need to move at the end of the season. He will need to move. Judging by this, the season he's having at Bath, he will be out of a job. There's no chance Danny Cipriani is going to work under Steve Borthwick. No. Not a hope in hell. Do Saracens have someone that they could steal? Manu Vanapola. Manu Vanapola. Uh, Manu. Lazowski. Mm. Lazowski, yeah. Lazowski is an interesting name. Depends where he has ambitions of playing. Because mm. he, he, will, he will occupy that kind of utility role... 10, 12, 13 he played, for 10 for, he played 10 for Montpellier in Andre Pollard's absence and did well yeah he did yeah. Yeah. as well actually... as Montpellier can do because they're just perennial losers well, yeah. well, despite having the most enormous and expensive team yeah so they um, so actually Saracens could field potentially a, a backline full of guys who can play 10 they've got Good who's played 10 yeah. got Farrell who can play 10, but 10 can, he'll move into 12 yeah. Lozowski moves to 13 Malins Malins on and the one Manu wing and Manu is the only guy who can't play m- multiple positions so he's at 10 and he's at 10 yeah so I suppose Maitland plays across the back three as well he does play across the back, back, back three uh, and he, not really a 10 yeah, no he's not a 10 out of all the players at Saracens he's the most likely to get the 10 shirt at, uh, at Tigers I would say because <laughs> they are not moving I can't think of anyone else in the Premiership they no, would. There's, no, there's no one to be had, I don't think. Oh, here's here's an interesting thought I had. What about Finn Finn Smith from Worcester? Or Charlie Atkinson from Wasps? Something like that. Yeah, or um, Orlando Bailey, the Bath. I would love to take Orlando ba- ba- Bailey. I think he's very good. I Charlie, did Charlie, hear. I, I like Charlie Atkinson actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good shout, and yeah. that, that would fit actually because because he, he's behind. He seems to be behind uh, Umaga in the pecking order. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, that local lad. Sepawanga, bring back Sepawanga. Sepawanga. <laughs> is he Leon now? Is it? Yeah, he is. Or yeah. Mega Money. Mega Money doing nothing probably. Yeah. Did you ever watch? I was thinking about Sepawanga the other day. Did you watch the All or Nothing with the All Blacks? I think you watched mm. it, Tim. Because he was like, he was only three years ago. Yeah, he was. And he was the a, boy, the star. Yeah. So how, how things went so badly wrong at Wasps? Yeah, they did go wrong. There's no other they way did. to put it, is there? Yeah, he was not starting. He was starting behind a kid and a geriatric in <laughs> Umaga or um, Little Jimmy. And yeah. then he was, and then when he did get a start, he was at 15 because of injuries. What about Bryn Gatland? Bryno Gatland. <laughs> get Bryno on. <laughs> I have no... I don't know. I, I, I know it's, it's boring. One. It's boring, but just evolve. 
evolve the team, don't go hunting for stars. Manage your cap sensibly because that's how you win premierships. No, sensible they're, they're going for marquee player. Pay, pay anything under the sun to get what about, Romain Intermac or Richie Munger. What, what about um, uh, Simmons? Simmons would be a good shot. I'm not sure he'd leave Exeter, but he no. he would fit the bill. He would fit the bill. He'd be a good, good a good fit in Simmons terms of the style would, of play. Simmons would work. What about the Argentinian ten? I'm just thinking. Well, who's the Argentinian? Nicola, ten? Just just on that. Nico Simmons. Sanchez. Yeah, you could get Nicolas Sanchez, who's the outgoing ten. And the outgoing it? ten. He's um, like on the, a couple of years out of him. Yeah, you definitely get a few years out. He's quite a sort of uh, so controlling Simmons, ten. Right. The reason I said Simmons is because if he's not available, maybe the starter at Exeter is Harvey Skinner. So <laughs> Harvey Skinner has taken all the game time from Simmons and originally we all thought it was because they wanted to rest Simmons. I don't think it is. I think Harvey Simmons is now the recognised starter within those four walls of Sunday mm. Park. So there's another thought for you boys. That's possible. Um, Santiago Carreras is, was the starting fly half for Argentina this week who already plays in the Premiership as a winger for Gloucester. I was about to ask that. Is it the same boy? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, but Gloucester never use him as a fly half. Not from what I've seen. Are you sure it's the By same guy? By the sounds guy? of it, he needs yeah, to be it's, it's him and his brother. Get it's him Mat- to Saracens, quick. Matteo, yeah. who plays at Newcastle, and Santiago, who plays at Gloucester. Yeah, this baffles me, this, because like, Gloucester make no song or dance about the fact that they have an international fly half. I mean, they were looking for an international fly half. They've got one on they the got, wing. They already have got, got one. on the wing. <laughs> uh, do, do, do you think they don't talk to him? Maybe. I'll tell you who they could go for. It might might be a tough sell, but... France have got three incredibly young, incredibly Ooh. talented fly halves. They cannot possibly all play at once. <laughs> um, they've tried working Jalibert and Untermach. Yep. Untermach is the boy. Untermach starts at 10. They don't historically, you, you made this point, JB. Um, they don't, his, France don't historically have a ball playing centre. They like ball playing 9 and 10, occasionally ball playing 15. John Dante. And then Dante and Fiku, or Fiku and Vakatawa. Yeah, or Bastero and another Bastero. Um, the third choice, um, France fly half, is Louis Carbonel, who is very young, incredibly talented, playing at Toulon, who are not the Toulon of a few years ago. I still have a lot of cash. They'll have a bit. Bujolad's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Not got as much cash as they would would have done. I'd go for him. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. That's a now great he shout. is he is um, maybe not a Borthwick type player. He's a Spirited, cheeky chappy, and also uh, not that it should talent. be. Not that, well, it is it's obviously a barrier. But if he doesn't speak English, and both it's got incredibly complex ideas that he needs to tell him, and you know you're letting this young lad run the attack, and instead of saying demi switch, he says falsy slicey. <laughs> you know, it's going to be some things can get lost in translation. <laughs> possible, possible. But yeah, that's a talented player. Any, who might any be suggestions? Available. Let us know. Yeah. We probably like a couple of incredibly obvious ones that we've missed. Well, I tell you what, what an exciting time to be at Leicester Tigers, though. Because if you are the guy responsible for recruitment, um, you've now got a fly half to replace and you've got a marquee cap uh, and a marquee. Yeah, so policies. potentially unlimited money. Well, only limited by the fact that Leicester wants to be profitable. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you know, that's the only small issue. But they also are they have the deepest pockets outside of the salary cap of any club. They they do and in, they don't, you know. In the UK. Like they their owners are not particularly wealthy. Uh, it's a good business. No, yeah, in terms of the business. In yeah. terms of if you wanted to do it on a sustainability mm. within profit. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got to turn a profit first. They've not been doing that for the last few years. And obviously, COVID absolutely rocked them. They, they are one of the few... The, the, the clubs that were best run, ironically, are the ones that will be in the most trouble because the worst run clubs have rich owners that bail them out. Yes, the they can get away with sustainable businesses have really got punished hard by COVID because they've got to run a business. Here's, yeah. here's one little left field shout as well. See, I heard for the last few years at Bath, before he came through into the first team, there were loads of people saying Tom de Glanville was their future 10. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. That is interesting. He's a nice 15. Good runner. So... I'll, I'll just put him in as a curveball. Tom, go Tom de Glanville, maybe if he wants to play ten. That is, and there's there's a nice player, twenty one year old, used to play for JB's beloved Benetton up there, but unfortunately he's now at Montpellier in Paolo Garbisi. Oh yeah, who would be quite a nice again good option. Yeah, I think he's someone primarily English speaking. He's got I mean, to lead this team. Th- mm. That's the other thing. Having Leicester with a hole to fill and money burning a hole in their pocket is a fantastic thing for all fly halves negotiating contracts right now yeah don't do mm. it Lester don't do it alright just by, carry by, on by two enormous South African second rows yeah <laughs> yes yes <laughs> another two another two oh imagine well do you know who is looking for a job I think he's looking for a job I don't know if it's for, for sure actually but George Cruz is going to want to come back at, at some point yeah ahead of the next World Cup and, and England oh, should I'd want love him, that England should want yeah. him to come back George Cruz at Leicester Tigers top feels good hmm or a sail shark's top. <laughs> mm. Lewd out cruising. I would make that change tomorrow. I've not. I've seen you three times. Mm, a lot yeah. of money for not very much productivity. Yeah. He's been yeah. on the road for 18 weeks. Yeah. Ridiculous. Any more? For, yeah, so let us know your thoughts. There must be some names we've missed. Um, any, uh, more, any more for any more? Yeah, any premiership? Um, there are fixtures. There are oh, yeah. fixtures next week. Very good point. Finally, some real rugby to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have? The Premiership Rugby Cup. They need to do something with that. I, I, su- I suspect it will be binned next season. Unless Bath are playing, in which case it's hilarious. Uh, um, but I suspect it will get binned. I would love to see, and I know less games is better and all the rest of it. Nevertheless, there is no A League now. So is it not? Has that no, been canned again? There, there's no A-League. This The Premiership Rugby Cup was meant to be the outlet. However, because there was such a gap for some clubs between Premiership games, Gloucester, like last week, ended up playing a f- first team uh, in the Premiership Rugby Cup. I would love to see Championship clubs in, like a trying to make it a bit feel a bit old school, a bit FA Cup-ish. Yeah, that would be cool. A proper cup competition. Yeah. But there you go. There's four games on Friday night. What? what? Why is there four games on Friday night? I'm just looking. There's no internationals next week. No. What's going on there? I mean, there there are internationals, but the internationals consist of Russia versus Chile and Barbarians versus a Samoa 15. So there are, there are no internationals. No. Um, so wow. we have, on Friday night, Bath hosting Exeter Chiefs. Bath hosting the Chiefs. Do you know what? Chiefs are not the force that they, that they were. I've come to this conclusion, though. Everyone's been found out in, in the Premiership, but they've particularly been found out. Regardless, they are going to hand Bath a beatdown. Five-point win. Extra Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I don't think it'll be a beatdown in that way. Bath will be back to full strength. Uh, but Extra will win. Um, next game, Friday night. This will be interesting. Bristol hosts Northampton Saints. Ooh, tasty that. Bristol hosts mm. Northampton Saints. So I think this will be a good game to watch. Yeah, does everybody is everybody back? 
No is the answer. They're not mm. all in because they'll have some rest. I think they'll be mandated rest periods. It'll Certainly be, for England. Yeah, players. it'll depend. So I imagine Sam Simmons might play for Exeter because he only played a certain number of minutes for England. Yeah. Courtney's not Whereas playing Courtney for, Laws will not yeah, be not playing be for playing Northampton. Dan no Bigger chance. will not be playing for Northampton. No, North, well, Dan Bigger will. Dan Bigger will. Oh, Dan Bigger might, yeah. Dan yeah get, will. Get, get the pound of flesh out of him. Stuart Hogg will be playing for Chiefs. Yeah. Hmm. Straight back into the grinder. Uh, I'm going to go for Northampton. Yeah, me too. Give me Northampton. Just. Then Friday night as well. Newcastle Falcons host Steve Diamond's. Uh, and Alan Solomon's and Jonathan Thomas's Worcester Warriors. <laughs> yeah, the new Leicester Tigers management structure. The old new Leicester Tigers management structure. Which was the old uh, Gary Gold bath management structure. Yeah, it should work wonders at Worcester. Against, do you know, Newcastle are really good. They're really good. Hmm. Newcastle win this. Newcastle definitely have to win this. Newcastle. And then also Friday night, we have Wasps host Gloucester. Wasps. Oh, this is this is the hardest to call for me. I love Gloucester. I think Gloucester are great. Now. Yeah, I I think I underestimated Gloucester. I think I underestimated I um, Skivington. Mm. Yeah, definitely. He's got yeah. real solid foundations. Nevertheless, I'm going to go with Wasps at home. Gloucester. Mm, wasps. Just. But I, I, that's really hard to call that. Yeah, one. and I'd like to see the team sheets really. Yes. If Wasps are bringing some of their players back, yeah, maybe a bit stronger. I'm with you. If they still got guys out, yeah, I, I can see Gloucester winning that. Yeah, I'll give you my hundred percent guaranteed picks on, on Friday. Yes, when the team sheets are announced. Exactly. Um, then one game on Saturday, which is Derby, West London Derby, Queensland and Irish. Lovely. At at the stoop. There will be 1,000 points scored in this game. <laughs> and it will be 40 nil by half time to Quinns, and then it will be a draw. This is a draw. Let them know draw. <laughs> Eight, 85 all 85 draw. 85 all draw. Perfect. Uh, Quinns narrowly at home. Yes. Give me that. And then one game on Sunday at Allen's Park. Saracens host JB's beloved sale. That's, uh, ooh. I think Sarah. Oh God, that's a good game. So this is a week off rest week for Leicester. Yeah. So I think a full strength. I think Sale are going to go full strength for this. Mm. And I think Sale will win. Hmm. So Saracens. Jamie George is out until Six Nations. Uh, Faz is out until the Six Nations. Elliot Daly is obviously still out. And Riccatelli, Ricky Tony. Rigatoni Rigatoni yeah. yeah the love, lovely shapely athletic legged um, tight head Italian prop is out I think it was Crucia against Argentina oh. so they lose oh dear their, what, the chap who has been their starting tight head prop who has been looking awesome for them but they also get Vincent Cock back they do um, and a few others like they get a Marrow back um, they get a Malins back straight in though for Marrow Marrow won't be straight in. No. Malin's might, albeit he did play. I'm going to go sail away. Minutes. Sail away. Sail I away. So. Come on, boys. I, I mean, I hope for a good game. <laughs> <laughs> um, give me Saracens. Mm. Hard to bet against them. But Hard to bet against them at home. Yeah. Yeah. They will be oh, stretched. Good bunch of games. I'm fascinated to know why they're all on Friday as well. Yeah. Well. Very weird. Because it's yeah. not like there's much. Competition no. on the on the Saturday. What else is going on? There's United Rugby Championship. There is 
uh, Allianz Premier 15s it's a bit of top 14 and then that's it yeah well there you go uh, right hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts he's at JP Moore I'm at Cocker Phil's lurking uh, we're at Rugby Podcast patreon.com forward slash, to, uh, slash egg chasers see you on the next one let the boys play even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.